Welcome to the Laurent Collective Podcast, where we go deeper than just surface talk. Each week, we'll explore everything from family, business, creativity, culture, and faith. To make sure not to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe and hop on to Instagram at Laurent Collective to chat with us about this episode. Hey guys, today in our episode, we wanted to talk about and see, uh, do you feel like life gets too busy and you don't have any downtime or time to build relationships? Today we're talking about how we fight against the busyness in life. Hello, hello. We're back. We've got our tea this morning. Yeah. And we are ready to go, I think. Just got to just drop the kids off. I don't know that my tea has hit me yet, so I'm feeling a little slow, but... It's okay. We're excited to be here <laughs> talking with you guys. Um, and one thing that we have thought about a lot, and as we go back into what are we calling this? Some people are calling it the new normal. I'm not calling it that. I don't have a word for it. But as the world has shut down and the world opens mm-hmm. back up, I Definitely. think a lot of people are thinking about their time differently. And so yeah. we thought it'd be good to talk about how to fight against busy. Yeah, because I think uh, our tendency, right, is we've been away from everyone for so long um, in kind of a, I don't know, quote unquote, normal way. Um, And so you just want to stack and just build your schedule up full of meeting with people and seeing people and doing things and doing that. And um, And then you also might have work and kids. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, those are just normal things. But I think, yeah, just we've just been thinking a lot about that. And I don't know. Me personally, I feel like that's just way too busy. Yes, exactly. And and when you become busy, and we've all been there, so we've all experienced and know what that's like to feel stressed and going from one thing to another and not having time for any kind of rest whatsoever. When you're in that, you are not leaving lingering space for rest. You're not leaving downtime. And then you're not leaving um, that, again, that lingering space for relationships to grow, whether it is with your relationship, like with friendships, with your kids, with your marriage, like whatever it is and and building a community, if you don't leave that space and you're just going from one thing to the next to the next to the next, it's exhausting and it's not good for relationships. You're giving like some spoilers away for for later as we talk, I'm sure, but that's okay. Who cares? Spoiler, spoiler. (laughs) I didn't know that we were doing like a spoiler alert here. (laughs) Apparently we are. (laughs) Um. But yeah, so we thought we would just reflect on a little bit, and then we thought we'd end with giving you guys um, a couple of things that we have done and Mm. we continue to do. Again, it does not mean we somehow have scheduled the week that we are currently in well to the brim. Yeah, it feels pretty full. And that wasn't the wisest thing for us to do. Some have been a bit out of our control, um, but actually we could have said no to some things too and rearranged stuff. And so that's... Here we are doing this and learning this as we go, but we have found some things that in general normally help us Definitely. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, I think, um, yeah, I, I mean, for those of you guys who have been listening, um, you guys obviously know that faith is a big um, important thing in our lives um, and it plays a huge part in, in a role that and how we do life. Um, and I was listening to a podcast recently and I really, I'm really bad at remembering exactly what podcast and where I heard that and all that kind of stuff. But I heard this quote that somebody said, um, 
if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. And that's really kind of how this, this whole conversation started um, with my and I, as far as just, you know, if, if we're not, yeah, if we're just going to be busy, like there's going to be things and noise and things like that, that are going to distract us and keep us busy um, in this new time, because we're going to want to try to fill things. And how do we fight against that? Yeah, and so I, I, think, I think that quote, regardless of where you are in faith, like yeah. it really is true, though, of, you know, the things when you are busy, your body doesn't have time for that downtime it needs. Often, you know, there are a lot of us when we get busy, our thought is processes, but could just pull in a few more hours of the day. So we stay up late, we don't sleep well, then we're not getting the sleep we need that turns into physical body issues. Uh, mental issues and then it also then turns into like not having time for relationships and one of the biggest things in the world and it has been for a long time it's not new is loneliness and isolation of just feeling alone not feeling in community not feeling Mm. closeness that kind of thing and when you're busy you don't have time for that stuff Um, yeah or it may not at least you won't uh, you may have a lot of surface relationships um, and not a deepness with you know you're not going to be right. deep with 45 people which but which creates that loneliness feeling. having a deepness if you're, if yeah. you're on a very surface level with mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. you might feel like you're being fulfilled and you have lots of friends but like are you truly you know going deep and really feeling being like vulnerable. you're you're seen and that you belong and all that kind of stuff are you exactly. really feeling that so yeah so that's what business creates this just cesspool of yuck (laughs) i guess is the (laughs) that was a very dramatic way of saying it but it's i mean literally like the world shut down the noise stopped in many ways brilliant book that will uh that um we have that's a kid's book that talks about how the Mm. animals all come out when the noise in the world stops but that is it it was a stopping point for all of us too and i think you know so many of us and i you know i would say for us in some ways like would like to go back to the way some of those things were but again we've learned some things and you know we're hoping (laughs) we're gonna hope to to not stack and to create busyness in our lives again and try to protect our time in a in a healthy way this time but still like be in a relationship with people for sure true i was trying to think of a really practical example um of when I feel rushed and it really drives me crazy. Like I, I can feel, mm. you know, sometimes when you're in that rush mode, maybe it's like you're late for, you're leaving one thing and you're sitting in that and maybe looking at the time and realizing, oh my goodness, I'm supposed to be at this other thing and I only have this amount of time. You have that blood pressure starts to rise. You start to feel anxious and then you're rushing and then you go into whatever that next thing is and you're still in that, you're entering that space with that feeling. I mean, it takes a while for that to come down. Yeah. And then you maybe have something else on the back end of that. Um, so I was paying attention this past week because we had talked about the quote that Pat was talking about. And um, for us, like our bedtime routine with our kids is really special. It doesn't mean it happens every night because we do sometimes have something. But if we can at least have it, you know, a good chunk of time during the week, that is very special to us. And so um, we read to our kids. We have time to pray for them. And, and often it's just like, our kids will say things during that time mm. because we're lingering in that space Yeah, that they'll say, oh, so-and-so said this to me today and it really hurt my feelings. We've checked in with them all day long. They had ample time to give us that yeah. information, but for whatever reason, it comes out at bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially I mean, with our oldest. I oh, feel Zane like, will tell us things at like, night that I'm like, what? 
you know, we're all exhausted and tired and then he'll come to us and like want to sit and chat and like, I'm like, what? Like, I would have loved that after school. Like, yes, when what? we asked you, how was yeah, your day? Like, what the heck? <laughs> but for whatever reason, and it, and I think it probably again falls into this. After school, they're coming off that busy feeling. They've been active all day. And, yeah. and I'm often like this too. If I've come off of lots of things, Pat will ask how things were and I'll say, fine. But then two hours later, I'm like, actually, we when I was with this person, we were talking about this and this and this. And he's like, why didn't you tell me that before? Yeah. Again, yeah, I think we just have to have time to process our days. Yeah. And so that bedtime means a lot to me. Again, it doesn't happen every night. I don't want to make it sound like it's perfect, but the majority of the time it does. Yeah. And so the, uh, you know, we have stacked our schedule a bit this week. And so I did feel myself last night, I was reading a book out loud to Jude and I said to him, oh, I just, mommy can only, I'm watching my time. And I said, I can only do one more page. And I was trying to read quickly and then I was trying to rush him into his bed. I mean, sometimes kids do linger and that is annoying, but was trying to rush him into his bed and quickly wrap it up and stuff. And I just felt that like, oh, this isn't how it should be. Like, this is not, you know, this is supposed to be a lingering time, a special time, and I'm sitting here rushing it. And so that's just an example Mm -hmm. of, like, what that can do in relationships and stuff like that of just, again, it's not saying it's always going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But if you can set yourself up for success in it, in general, you can prevent that kind of time and trying to rush through it. Really quick, too, on top of that, like... For me, I'm like, I, I think I've said this before in the podcast, but I'm not sure. But like, I like to think future, like wise, like I like to think about things in the future and all that kind of stuff. And so for me, like if we stack things on top of each other, a lot of times, and I'm, I'm really trying to work on this, but like a lot of times when I'm in something where I'm like, either it's a meeting or, you know, maybe I'm working on something or doing something and then I know I've got something coming up, I... I miss out on the present. Mm-hmm. I, I get I get so caught up in what's coming and rather than really being present. And so I think put that that could be a potential, you know, I'm definitely guilty of that from time to time as far as like, you know, there could be me sitting there talking to somebody and it could be this really amazing time for lingering and all that kind of stuff. But yet because I've stacked something on and I'm I know I have to go to this next thing, I might rush something. I'm not gonna be present with that person or that thing that I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. And best because I'm so focused and thinking about the next thing rather than being present in the moment. So exactly. And we, we do have two podcasts about like your priorities and your time and that kind of thing. And that is super, you know, whether you are, have your, you know, you work for somebody else or you own your own business, that's super important in this because that figures out like, what are my priorities? What does my time look like? That kind of thing. And so when you're looking at, you know, in that we describe like scheduling your day out and stuff like that. And so like, for instance, today we have lunch with friends. I've blocked off the whole afternoon because I know afterwards we'll have to pick up the kids and stuff like that. They have to work. So most likely it'll only be an hour, but I didn't want to stress myself out and schedule something right after. Right that meeting Mm -hmm. um, because I want to be present. We can actually get to have lunch with friends. Like we haven't been able to do that in a long time. So I want to enjoy it. Um, So there are ways that you can do that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more, some practical things to help you fight against the busy. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that often comes up a lot in parenting in particular 
but this again, think through this in the lens of wherever you're at as mm-hmm. well, Yeah, is the idea of just so much of culture tells us we should be doing certain things. Like if you don't do this, then mm-hmm. X, Y, Z will happen. You're going to miss out. Exactly. You miss out. You're not, especially with kids, there's so much pressure and cultural pressure of like, well, if you don't have them in these three things as an extra activity on top of school, like they will fail in the world. They will never get into a good university. They'll, not, They'll never they get a good job. They won't know how to do that or this. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they won't, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know who these people are that determine these things, but there is that stress on there. Well, I mean, I remember even just growing up and feeling like you have to be involved in this organization. You have to be doing this and this is going to look good for your college application. And then, oh, this is going to look good on your your resume, your CV, like all these kind I of mean, things. Should like, we talk about what well, everything that I did in university? I mean, it's just you know what I mean it's that like, that that so cultural bad. pressure of feeling like yes. you do have to pile everything on. You yes. have to be a part of all this stuff, and so yeah, we've we've chosen some different. We've we've been a little bit countercultural as far as with our kids. Yeah. So when our uh, when we became parents, again, we learned this from some other people that had gone before us um, that had said, like, here's some things that we did to protect our time as a family. Um, And so, you know, being in the suburbs in the United States, and I would say there's probably different versions of this, no matter where you're listening from, there's maybe a different version of this. But in the suburbs in the United States is you get your kids in sports really early and you sign them up for sports every season. Um, so, you know, if it's soccer, football here, uh, you know, and, and then it's basketball and then it's baseball season and then it's this and then it's that, um, and that kind of thing. And then, you know, then eventually it's like, let's put them on a travel just, team yeah, it's and, just right, one and right it just, after another. And it's so then if constant. you have a, a real eye opener, like was when Pat actually, before we had kids, Pat was a assistant little league coach for a baseball team. Yeah. Um, and volunteered his time and everything. And I remember sitting there, I would go to, even though I'll, I'll be honest, I don't understand baseball that much, um, but I would go to support him and, you know, support the kids <laughs> and stuff. And we'll go to a couple games and I would watch families come in, drop their child off. Maybe one parent could stay and then they were leaving to go rush their other kids off to this person's soccer game and this person's this. And they were, co- I would listen to their conversations and them coordinating, like, okay, how are you going to go here? Oh, then I'm not going to get to see this one play and all this stuff. And yeah, and I know that happens sometimes, but it was huge. Then when we had our first son, that we were like, mm, is that what we want? I'm not sure that's what we want. And that's really hard for both of us that we were both involved with sports growing up. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely. I mean, again, I there's nothing wrong with it. No. Like, I think it's just more of a, you have to understand, like, what type of family life do you desire? Like, you know, when you become, when you have kids and, and things like that, I think you just have to decide, like, what is your rhythm as a family? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if your kid is all about that, then, you know, there are certain other than sacrifices then that you have to be okay with. And it may not be sports. Right? I mean, so, it could yeah, be it, anything. Yeah, it could exactly. be dance, theater, like whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's definitely... And again, you have to you have to weigh, you know, all of the options and what things are going to change and how is that going to change and the sacrifices that you're going to have to do. Like, it might mean like four weeks and four days in the week that you just don't eat together as a family. You know, that's a big one for us. Like, we, we really love having dinner together mm-hmm. yeah, and being able to just kind of decompress as a family. So that's become a priority for us. Um, but you know, that, that might be a sacrifice that you've decided that that's just not 
quite right. And then maybe there's something else that you have said no to because you want to make sure that this is what you, you know. So I think again, it's figuring out it's your just priorities. figuring out that filter as a family. You know, what is your priority? Yeah, exactly. And, for and, us, and where you want to spend your time. Exactly. And for us, it meant, I mean, we did let our kids try out different sports and just for our children. And this will look vastly different for everybody I know. Like our kids weren't that interested in sports. Now, have they found other interests now? Of course. Yeah, Do those definitely. still take time? Of course. Like we've got, you know, everywhere from art to music to, you know, all over the place right now um, with all three of our kids. And all of those things, we could sign them up for things that could still take the same amount of time as being part of a sports team. Um, but again, it's looking and saying, if we sign Veda up for this thing during this season, yep. then what does that mean for the other two? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Can we even um, support them in that thing? I think that's huge for us, too. Mm. Like, how can we even support them in that thing if we can't even, you know, I mean, COVID times, it's a bit different, but like, be there for them in those right. things. What does that look like? Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, another thing if you are a parent, um, just you have you get to you get to say the yeses and the noes. Um, mm -hmm. and sure, there are things that culture will tell you if you don't do these things with your kids, like you're really detrimental, it's gonna but mess it up. Yeah. I mean, I come from the belief of like, they need time to play as mm -hmm. well. Um, and they need well, it just leads more time for you to connect with them. And, exactly. And like, you know, we talk about that on one of the podcasts is different ways of connecting and, and, and doing and, and being a part of a sports team might be one of those ways that you connect with your kids. So again, it. It's, oh, then it's, it's a just, great opportunity yeah, to connect right. with, it's make just, friends with the parents right. and it's all that just, stuff. It's just, you know, again, figuring out those priorities, figuring out how that time works and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So I think. Exactly. It it's... just, it just builds, it allows when you, when you start to look at some of this stuff and you um, figure out again, the priorities and the time with it, it just really allows more space and time for building relationships. Exactly. So. Yeah. And, and again, it's, talking as as a you know if, if you, for the for the parenting aspect if you're a couple talking with your spouse or figuring out if you are a single parent like figuring out like okay what does this mean for our time and everything like that and then if it means they're in practice three days a week um you know after school or something how do you use those days that they're not um and how do you then make those that you don't schedule things during that time and that kind of thing is super um yeah that's one that's important so that's just a little caveat on that because I think we, I feel like when I talk to other parents about any kind of thing of like being busy or the schedule and stuff like that, often, you know, I had this conversation just yesterday of somebody who was like, oh, well, I have to go take this kid and I have to come pick this kid up from um, club and I have to do this and I have to do that and that kind of thing. And I thought, oh yeah, like it's, it happens everywhere. It happens in the oh, UK too. Yeah. Oh, it's all, gosh. it's all different forms and different shapes of things. So with that, keep that in mind as we're talking through things and we'll give you some tips of even like with that mm -hmm. of how to think through how that affects your busyness. Um, but again, we want to say like we are saying this from a place of learning. Um, oh, yeah. And we, we still fall like into this trap. Yes, for sure. This exactly. idea of busyness. Again, like we said, this week is crazy. Yes. Yeah. And I'm already feeling tired and it's I'm Wednesday. Just, I'm feeling a little anxious about <laughs> it for sure. <laughs> so that just, we're, I think we decided we wanted to talk about this topic as a reminder to ourselves yeah, right yeah, now because yeah. we somehow, you know, again, I think we got super excited because here in London things have started to open back up. They're like, oh, seeing people doing these things, mm -hmm. doing this, doing, and the kids are excited too. Like they can go to parks now and it's okay and, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're in the middle of it. Yeah. 
Um, so the first thing that is we have found really helpful is to have a joint calendar. And I know some people are going to be like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I'm going to recommend. Really? People would say that? I you think, think so. You think it's like that big video? I do think some people. I feel like people, it's a very simple thing. I It seems simple, but I think some people think it makes it rigid. Like it's very like planned out and there's no spontaneity. Oh, I can see that. Which you've struggled I with. I struggle that. with that as well. But yeah, I, I mean, just the idea of having a joint calendar doesn't like freak me out. No. And, and I'm going to press against. I know there are people that are still in love with their paper calendars. Good. Wonderful. The problem, if, if, that's fine if that is just you. Um, for, I don't know how, well, I guess I, we have, do have a friend that has this tiny little notebook, little pocket calendar <laughs> that he pulls out when we're scheduling well, we things. We think he still has that. I think I he, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But at one time he did and would be like, hold on, let me check my calendar. And we'll have this little pocket calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but for most people uh, carrying something around, it's not convenient. We have the convenience of phones now that we can put a calendar and we can share it with others yep. if you need to share it with somebody. Right. Um, and, and then it can sync with all things. You know, I can be on my computer and it's syncing with my phone, all that, you know, all that technology that I don't understand. I mean, how it, works, it might it even works. work if you have like housemates or like roommates True. and yep. stuff like that, like having a joint calendar with them so you understand. Yeah, if you have stuff. teenagers and stuff, like sometimes having a joint calendar with them, if you have like a joint family calendar, like we've done that with Zane, that mm-hmm. sometimes he wants to know if he can do something, he can jump on there and see if we have something planned as a family that kind of thing so having a joint calendar and then putting everything on there um and there are so many reasons to do this Mm -hmm. number one is like not double scheduling which we have done before we do that all the time we still do it even though we have a joint calendar sometimes and like oh i didn't see that on there yeah um that kind of thing but the most important reason we use it too is to be able to plan ahead Mm -hmm. Um, and so what are some of the things that we typically plan ahead for? Yeah. I mean, so we, um, we, one of the big things is we talk, we actually schedule rest days as a family. And we put it on there. We, it's we actually on it. the calendar. It says rest days. We call it Sabbath days. Um, and it's literally that day that we don't schedule anything and we just chill as a family. Um, we might go on walks. We might watch a movie together, but there's, we try, we try to stay off technology completely as much as best we can um, we'll talk, I, we keep saying we'll talk about a sabotage yeah we'll do yeah we'll, we'll do we'll do, we'll do, we'll do, how we do but that. again it's just it's a day that we it's just rest and, but, and and sometimes we we will invite other people into that day of rest um again you know when we could invite people into our homes you know they would come over you know there would be no judgment they could still wear pjs and all that kind of stuff too um, but we, yeah, normally we're still in PJs all day and we just chill and we read books. We play board games. Um, maybe I'm spoiling a little bit about all that stuff. But yeah, I think but, well, the important it's thing just is just rest. Exactly. There's we, no it, agenda. If it's not on our calendar, we will not do it. We'll say, oh, yeah, we yeah. haven't done that in a while. We need to do it. Or, you know, somebody will contact us. Hey, can you do this? Uh, and then we just put it on there and then we realize, oh, that was the day we were going to do rest day, but it wasn't on. If it's not literally in words in front of you, that's just yeah. how our minds work. If it's not in words in front of you, you're not going to honor that time. Yeah. Um, so, just, it's like a creating that boundary with it mm-hmm. and going, okay, so if, you know, Maya's talking to somebody and says, hey, can you get together? And you look at your phone or your joint calendar and say, oh, actually, we have a rest day. So, no, I can't actually do that. So, it's just a way to, to guard even, that day and create boundaries, really. You don't. 
even have to say what it I well, think yeah, I yeah, have found this have that, yeah. especially in business I have found this that I feel like I have to tell the person who's asking me to do something the reason why I can't do it and sure with friends and stuff maybe that's fine but like I don't have to give a reason I can just say I'm not available then yeah, exactly. um I think that has been a huge lesson in business of like you know you feel like I need to say, well, that's, uh, we can't do it then because our son has this thing, or we can't do it then because that's our only day off this week. No one really cares about that. They just need to know if you're available or not. And then you can give them an alternative option. I'm not available this day, but I could do it next week at this time. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, you do that only by having that on there. So Mm -hmm. literally put days of rest on there. Um, Also, I mean, with those, we try to do, we're, we're trying to get to weekly. Yes, we day. do twice a month right but now. But right now we're only doing twice a month. But yes. I think that is our goal is to eventually get to. And sometimes so. if you can't do a whole day, sometimes we'll schedule an afternoon as well, yeah, like on a weekend, exactly. like um, and that kind of thing. Like, but again, we I know still some put people, it on there. I know, I know, we've, uh, some people they do twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. So that twenty four hours could start after dinner and then like go to, through the next day. Yeah to the following dinner or yeah. stuff like that like yeah that's the typical know. like jewish sabbath is yeah. like a friday evening yeah so like saturday. there's ways to like change that up if you if you know you can't do like a full day when you wake mm-hmm. up out of bed or whatever maybe there's a certain amount of time certain amount of hours that you can do so then we also put in date nights mm-hmm. um for us now we have put this in this year too um so date nights when you hear that you might think oh i have to go out I have to go out on a date. We Mm -hmm. go to dinner. We go to movie, blah, 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 whatever it might be. Um, We have, you know, for us, like we are on a budget and stuff like that. And, and, Aren't we all on a budget of some kind? Yes, uh, I guess. (laughs) But anyways, but um, also during COVID times, we haven't been able to go out. But we still have put in date nights on Mm -hmm. our calendar. And those have looked different where we've just made a nice meal at home. Or we, I mean, we've done lots of different things of just making it that kind of thing like after the kids go to bed we eat something different or we just make dessert together and we just hang out and chat and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. again it's one of those things that you hear and think oh yeah that's a great idea like if if you're in a relationship and um that kind of stuff even if you're you know dating in the process of dating like there are things that you you can feel i remember this when we were that was a long time ago but (laughs) You fill your schedule with like, oh, we're going to go do this thing with these friends. We're going to do this thing with these friends. And sometimes you realize you actually haven't spent time alone yeah. together. Um, and so even with that. Yeah. so I think that that could t- potentially really be a big issue coming out of this. Like we're, we're just so overscheduled yeah. with others that, yeah, we forget to do those date nights. So it's really important that we put those on the calendar. Exactly. So we put those on the counter. Then we also put, and this is a topic that we've had questions on before because we sometimes will post about it and stuff about we actually date our, take our kids out on dates. Again, when I say take them out, it's looked different this year. It's been like a walk or a park or something mm-hmm. like that. But we also put those in. Um, that frequency, like our date nights, we try to do every other week again as well. Would love to get to a place where we do it weekly, but the frequency with the kids is usually once every like couple months that we take them on some kind of date or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that is also put on there, um, and then we will put in um, night like just some different things if we, you know, we own our own business and stuff like that, and we do stuff if we volunteer with church and work at a church and all those kinds of things, and so all that stuff can quickly fill evenings even. 
um, and weekends and that kind of stuff. So we will often have conversations and that will be the second part of this in a minute, but conversations of like, okay, do we in this next season, in this next month, like what are nights that we're going to say are an off night where we just say, it maybe it doesn't have to be for anything specific. It doesn't have to be a day night. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. this or that. We just say we're not on Tuesday not doing, nights. We will not schedule things. Yeah. Um, and that means maybe it's just that in that evening, like you've got to get some life admin done, which is what they call it here in the UK. And I love that phrase. Like life admin means like, you know, you got to order the groceries or those kinds of things. Um, and that Straighten kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or it may be you just want to sit and read a book um, or, yeah. you know, those or a TV show or whatever it may be. But it's the honoring the fact of like not scheduling something on that night. And again, we do this by going into and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I promise if you try it, it, it helps so much. We go into our calendar and we go in and sometimes schedule this stuff, these standard things like five to six months in advance. So I think I have everything scheduled right now. Well, you right do now. that. I do that. I don't touch that because <laughs> True. I just don't do that. That's just different personalities. Yeah, just totally different personalities. But what it does though is because, I mean, we live in a time where sometimes people are like, hey, like we're not available this month. Are you, I mean, we just did this with a friend. They were like, we can't get together, but in three weeks time, could you? And like, if we had not gone in ahead of time yeah. and put in that rest time, that Sabbath time, those those nights off and things like that, you can quickly fill your whole month up without even realizing you've done it. Um, so that is a recommendation. I know that might seem crazy. We still will go into the beginning of each month and be like, oh, do we need to move any of those things? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that really is a way to hold yourself accountable to like resting and, yeah. and, that, and not be caught up in the busy. Yeah. So basically joint calendar and is putting one. rest days in there. Yes. Six months in advance, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you start off small, if it needs to be a month in advance, yeah, that's move, true. work up. Yeah. Um, then we do our, um, even though you've done that and blocked off your time, like we just said, mm-hmm. we are in the middle of a week that we're like, wow, crazy week. Um, but we have been talking about it throughout the week. But Pat and I, um, we talk about it in a podcast and we'll make sure we link it in this episode of like our weekly marriage check-in that we do. Part of that, and I can't remember if we mentioned it or not, is just like reflecting on the week that we've had and like how mm. have we felt, how we felt our schedule has been, those type of things. Yeah. Um, and how so, can yeah. we can encourage one another right now and, you know, if somebody needs to take a little bit more this week and because the other person's got stuff on or whatever, like it's just a, it's just an, a place for us to over communicate things. Well, over communicate. And I think the most important part of it is reflecting like have we honored those things that we want to do to keep us away from being busy? So like our reflection this week will be, okay, somehow we messed up this week and we scheduled too much. What, as we look at the week ahead, or maybe we already have next week scheduled. So maybe it needs to be two weeks ahead. Mm -hmm. What are some things that we need to take off and maybe put on the calendars? Like this is honored. Like we're not putting something here. Um, And it's, and it's even like thinking ahead too, as you look at the week ahead And if you're like, gosh, it's a busy week, like I'm going to, I realize somehow we have not had a ton of control over some of those things possibly. Um, What does that feel like? And how do we then prepare for that? And and this comes in season. So we are entering a season where now our kids are having after school activities, which they didn't before. They're back to school, which Which they weren't in for a while. Which is wonderful. But 
and and that kind of thing. And so we are just now in a season of like refiguring things out and mm-hmm. that's normal. So don't get frustrated in that if you're in that phase, you're like, ah, oh, how do we get here? Which I think we have mm-hmm. felt like that a little bit this week. Oh yeah, for sure. But we've also realized, wait, like not only are kids physically back in school now, they are now having after school activities and things have opened up, but now we can actually meet with people outside, at least for right now and those kinds of things. And so that looks different. And so again, we have to be communicating about that. And if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're single and you're thinking about this too, it is paying attention, like have a weekly check-in with yourself to like, just look back at what you had and think like, Ooh, was that too much? Was Was that that, too much for me? Could I, could I, yeah. Can I add a little bit more? Maybe you can add more. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just that check-in. Exactly. Super Um, helpful. The biggest thing with all this and the reason there's a reason to fight against the busy and it is because of relationships. And I think that's when that quote, again, that you talked about, like, um, is that will create you to be busy is that it takes away from relationships. If you're busy, Mm -hmm. it just distracts you. It totally does. So, um, I think, you know, this became clear probably maybe not, but to a majority of us, it became clear to us this past year of having everything shut down. And suddenly the way you did relationships looked very different. And in our conversations with most people, that was the thing that they craved the most. I just want to spend time with people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's still the case. It's still the case. Exactly. Because it's still kind of different and everyone's in different places and different parts of the world are very different right now. And that kind of thing. Um, And so you're, I think what we have realized as we've reflected is it's, it's that extended craving that extended time with mm-hmm. people. Um, what, what getting, getting almost getting past the, the initial chat. Um, oh, exactly. And then, you know, what does it feel like to be there for three hours with somebody or whatever? Like you get into some other things. It just allows space to, it just really allows just space to really connect with somebody and just lingering with somebody. It just really, um, I think, well, at least in our experience has really helped others open up and we can open up. Um, and it just helps just start to deepen a relationship. It, It helps you really connect and get to know somebody on a different level than you would if you're with them for like a half hour. Think of a time when you possibly were with friends and you closed down the restaurant you're the last mm, to leave definitely. like we had this happen a couple oh gosh i don't like time is so weird now i don't even know when it was a couple years ago maybe where a friend was visiting from the states and this has happened multiple times but we were the last people to leave the restaurant we were at um and there's just something about them where you're kind of being shooed out by the staff but like something happens in that lingering time um, or it's the, you know, sitting at a picnic and you don't realize that you look at the time and you realize, oh gosh, like it's three hours or. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, we had somebody over in our garden because we can have people actually in our garden. Well, our back yard, yard kind of ish, ish, whatever it's called <laughs> patio. Um, in the state. And we had somebody over this past week and, you know, she was here. For five and a half hours, I think. I had no clue it had been that much time. And it was just, I mean, we could barely see each other's faces because it's like pitch black. We have no lighting in our garden and our patio or whatever you want to call it. Um, But it just was, it was just so much fun. It was so much fun to chat. And and even Zane came up later in the evening. And just the the type of, the type of chat that happened between all of us and, and this friend that we have, like, just, it's just that's priceless there's there's nothing that 
you're going to get in like a quick lunch with somebody or whatever. Now, those quick lunches are key and those are essential, but to get to that place where you can linger with somebody is it's just so awesome. It's so fun. And and think of then the opposite of that, mm-hmm. of that lingering time when you've had with people that it you know, you really enjoyed that. Think of the opposite of maybe when you've been in a situation and you're in a con let's say you're out to lunch. Let's use this as an example. And I know work comes into play with this. You might have yeah, to get back to true. work and stuff like that. But think of a moment when you've been in a situation where you're just getting to a great part of a conversation with somebody. And then you have to, you either have to leave or they have to leave because they have something else coming up. And it's that awkward, like, I'm so sorry. I'm having Mm. a great time, but I've got to go because I've got this thing. And that always feels like, oh, I hate that. That, I hate Mm. that that happened. Like, and again, sometimes it's not preventable. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just, that's just the case. That's the way. But there are often times that we can prevent some of those things. And so what we have learned, and this is, I would say like one of the biggest, again, putting stuff in your calendar is super important. Reviewing it is super important. But thinking then through this question is the most important of like, did I leave lingering time? Um, Mm. So it's that idea of not scheduling and stacking things on top of each other. So are you stacking things so much on top of each other that you've left zero lingering time? Um, And when I say lingering time, it means two things, I think. It means lingering in the relationship and the conversation. It also means leaving space for your mind to kind of debrief itself before going into the next thing. Mm. Um, Depending, especially if you're an introvert or have introvert qualities, like that is super important because then it's really hard to jump into another space and being extroverted and things like that. I think it's important, actually, no matter which side of the fence you are on that. Um, but an, ex- phys- an example would be if possible, if, if I schedule a coffee with somebody, yeah. I don't know, a typical coffee time with somebody might be an hour. And so I'm not going to put something, if I'm going at 9am to have coffee, I'm not going to put something at 10 because that makes it actually most likely if I have to be physically someplace else at 10, like that means actually I may only be able, depending where that place is, to be with that person for 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, again, there is a place and time for having like well, yeah, quick I coffees think I wanna, I think I also like want to make sure that people understand like, you know, there are certain relationships that that's okay. Like, exactly. You know, you get an hour with that person, you schedule an hour with that person, and then you've got to do this next thing at 1030 or whatever it is. Like, and it's, there are certain instances where, yes, we do have to stack things and we have to do that. And that's okay. But if you're wanting to, I think, build a deeper relationship or a friendship with somebody, I think you have to make space for this stuff. Yeah. Allow the lingering time. And I, and with it, um, yeah, I, I think it's just because then sometimes, you know, you could, we often in our house call it the real chat happens when you have tea and dessert or tea and pudding here, um, <laughs> where we've had the dinner and stuff like that. But then once the, you know, tea comes out or, or coffee, if you have coffee at the end of dinner, um, that when that comes out is when the real conversation starts. And so if you're always, so I guess that's the thing, look at, look at how you've had your schedule. And this is where this is what we're saying here is again, it's not that it's bad to have those quick coffees, quick lunches, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Those are super important too, for building relationships. Yeah. But it's saying, is that what I'm always doing? Yeah. And if you're always doing that, it means you're not leaving time to go Mm -hmm. deeper. Again, you're not going to go deeper with every single person either. 
but there probably are certain relationships you're like i'd really like to get to know that person better and things like that well then mm-hmm. you need to leave some lingering time um, if you are realizing that your schedule is you're going from one thing to the next to the next to the next always like you're also not leaving lingering time for yourself to rest in between and to actually like take in what did I, mm. even if it, you know, what did I just learn? What did I, you know, I need to transition from one thing to another, that kind of thing. Um, and that's all that stuff that causes that anxiety or that, you know, all mm. those different things and, and then not having a deepness in relationships as well. Yeah. So ways to not get caught up in the busy life. Make a calendar. Yes, I do it. Do it right now. Do it right now. And <laughs> I if know you, you're going to you need to add people to it. Yes, share it so with you know people what you're that doing. are important so share to share it. it with. Do regular check-ins. If you're if you have a spouse or a partner, make sure that you're over communicating with one another on your calendar and with your schedules. If you're single, again, just reflect on it, look at it, take time in it, digest it, all that fun stuff, and then leave lingering time. Yeah. Leave that time. You know, again, it, early on in relationships, the lingering time might not be possible quite yet. Um, but as you, if you want to continue to deepen a relationship with someone, you have to keep that space open. Mm-hmm. You just have to, you know. So it just allows for real stuff to start to happen after you get through the, the surface. Yes. And when you fight against busy, you're fighting against it. Because you're fighting for deeper relationships. Mm-hmm. You're fighting for rest. Yeah. And so think of that when you are doing these things like pre-scheduling on your calendar or, you know, leaving that lingering space in the schedule and that kind of thing. It's because you're fighting for those two things. And that's great motivation to not be exhausted and to have deeper relationships. So hopefully these things are helpful. Yeah. We would love to hear from you yeah. how you fight against what? the busy yeah, how are you feeling about this new season? Like, yes. what it, you know, are you fighting this this question? Are you fighting the the urge to over schedule? Like, we would love to know what you guys are thinking. If you have any other suggestions, we'd love to know as well. Because we're always learning too. We're not yeah. done learning in this, that's yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so yes, just remember that. Um, again, you're fighting for deeper relationships, and you're fighting for rest too as you're digging into this. Yeah. Cool. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Laurent Collective Podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review, which helps others find our podcast. Continue the conversation with us over on Instagram at Laurent Collective. We look forward to going deeper than just surface talk with you again next week.